from the White Letter Production Studios in Los Angeles, California. I'm Ellie Unger-Sargon, and this is The Cut Podcast. All right, good evening, everyone. Thanks so much for coming out really appreciate it. I want to make a few notes of thanks and appreciation before we get started here. Uh, Susanna, I really, really appreciate everything you've done. And Stephanie also, I know you worked very hard on this. And uh, Susanna's parents, Sally and Ron, thank you so much for your hospitality. It's been really lovely. Um, So this is the way the evening is going to go. I'm going to get off stage and stop yammering. And uh, we'll watch my film, Cut, which is uh, 70 minutes long. We will then um, have a question and answer session and someone will be, I think Susanna will be going around with the mic. That mic isn't to amplify your voice, it's just to to record it clearly for the podcast. Uh, The discussion will be podcast um, and I'll try to get that up as soon as possible. Uh, After the Q&A session, I'm going to show a five minute extended trailer for my next project, which I've been working on now for three years called The People Without a Land, about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And uh, then we'll proceed to the commerce section of the evening. Uh, We do have DVDs for sale. There's a special price for people who are coming to cut tour screenings, uh, and that is $20 for a DVD. And if you buy more than one, it's $15 per unit. And we accept cash and all major forms of credit cards. Um, I'd also like to thank the whole network for making this possible and pulling this together. They've they've really done an amazing job fundraising and helping get me across the country. This is a 30-city tour. Uh, And on that note, um, uh, the suggested donation for the evening, which will help me get across the country as well, is $4 and $2 for low-income or students. Uh, And we we appreciate that uh, if you can make that happen and we take any kind of donation that you feel is appropriate. Um, So having said that... uh, I'll get off the stage now, and uh, we'll proceed to the to the first part, to, to watching the film. Uh, thanks again for coming, and I, uh, I look forward to talking to you afterwards. All right. So, uh, any questions? Comments? Um... I guess I'm I'm curious as to why you started looking more into it being raised in the Orthodox tradition. Sure. So um, I have to go back to age 15 to explain this. But um, I was 15 years old, and my family was uh, living in Israel at the time. Um, and I went to the bris of a, f- a first cousin. And um, this was the first time that I had been in this kind of proximity to the actual ritual. Typically, it's like a big affair at a synagogue or something. And, you know, there's lots of people. And I'd never been this close before. Uh, But in this particular instance, I was actually given the honor of being the sandek, which is the person who holds the baby at the bris. So I'm holding the baby. And um, uh, the mohel, the guy who's doing the cutting, he... He, um, he bends down and he, he, he makes the cut and then he bends down, puts his mouth on the baby's penis, sucks, comes back up and there's a little bit of blood on his beard. And 
I had never been aware of that part of the practice and I'd never seen anything like that. And it sort of shocked me um, in a very profound way. And I started, at the time I was starting to think critically about a number of Jewish issues, and but that sort of visual image that was seared into my mind of the blood on the Mohel's beard, that's what um, really got me into it. I subsequently went to medical school and started sort of looking into the so-called medical benefits. Um, I didn't think much of them. <laughs> and then uh, when I left medicine and decided to become a filmmaker, I thought it would be a really interesting film. So that's sort of, that was my journey. Just, just wait for the mic to come around. <laughs> Thanks. Um, how come you didn't show that part in the video? Was that the mitzitzah? Right. Okay. So um, it's the the ritual is called mitzitzah. Um, a traditional Jewish circumcision has three stages: mila, which is the cut; priya, which is the tearing away of the mucosa; and mitzitzah, which is the suction. Now. That's in a, a sort of traditional uh, bris, that's what happens. Um, and in the Orthodox world, some people still do the oral to genital suction, but it's, it's, not, it's, not, um, it's not done by everyone. Um, when the germ theory of disease came around in the late 19th century, um, it, people started understanding that uh, babies could get infected um, by direct oral to genital suction, and so a lot of rabbis legislated that um, that people use a sterile sort of tube or pipette in between the mouth and the penis, and a lot of Orthodox Jews do it that way. The bris at the end, the one where you see everything, um, was done by Dr. Marx, and Dr. Marx um, did her training with the Reform Brit Milah program, and Reform uh, sort of non-Orthodox Jews either don't do I, I don't think they do the suction thing at all. I'm not sure that they do mitzitza at all. But if they do, they would definitely use a sterile pipette. And incidentally, the Orthodox Mohel that you saw at the beginning of the film only uses a sterile pipette, and he has an autoclave in his basement for all his instruments. Um, so, yeah. Now, what about the uh, alternative to the um, ritual circumcision, like the Brie Shalom? Who practices that? I've only heard about it on anti-Cirk sites, not from any Jews that I know. So Brit Shalom is a, it's a movement um, that people are, are trying to, to get off the ground. Um, and it's practiced by um, Jews who are bothered by circumcision. Um, and although we're a vocal crowd, um, we are not uh, legion by any stretch of the imagination. And um, you'll oftentimes read in articles about um, sort of the declining numbers of circumcision, or there's some articles that come out in the press about, you know, fewer Jews are circumcising or, or things like this. And um, my feeling about this is that it's, it's those stories in the press tend to sort of exaggerate that phenomena. Um, I think um, Brichelum is a fantastic idea. And um, you know, I've never had the honor of participating in one myself, but um, it's very rare, and it's very marginal, and um, very few people outside of the sort of intactivist world even know about it. Um, so yeah, it's not, I mean, it's practiced by people of conscience.
Sure. In the back. I've been a so-called intactist for years, but I have a, a set of Jewish cousins that I have been hesitant to say the least to uh, bring anything up re- regarding the whole taxes thing. They're reformed Jews, but I don't know, you know, really one from the other, except the reforms are a little more progressive than Orthodox and that sort of thing. Is there any particularly effective way to breach this subject with them? You know, thanks for your question. I, I just want to say that I, I really appreciate your sensitivity. That's a really big and important thing when talking to Jews about this subject. Um, and there are intactivists who are not sensitive, and there are intactivists who are intentionally, um, or I would say negligently insensitive about this. And that's just, that doesn't help anyone. Um, so that's, you're already streets ahead of some people, I could mention. Um, but um, having said that, I think to approach it from a place of respect, um, to try and educate yourself as much about the Jewish practice as you can, um, and to really try and have a respectful discussion about, look, you know, I understand that this is a deep and important part of your tradition. I understand that people have used this as a way of beating up on Jews, as it were. Um, Having said that, there's still something that needs to be said, and let's try and have, you know, a, a conversation about this. Um, if I may be so bold as to suggest that you maybe hand them a copy of my film or refer them to my website. Um, but also, um, at a certain point, and you saw Harry Meislin in the film, the No Cirque Illinois guy that I interviewed extensively. Um, he said, you know, that um, basically uh, he, 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 he tries to stay away from it. Um, but he says, and I thought this was a, be- a beautiful response, Jewish babies feel pain just as non-Jewish babies feel pain. And there are some Jewish men, just like non-Jewish men, who are unhappy when they grow up that this was done to them. Um, and then, of course, there are a number of us, uh, you know, people who are opposed to this practice, who are out there and Jewish, and um, uh, we're always happy to talk to anyone about this. Uh, I joke sometimes that uh, if it were feasible, I'd make house calls. Uh, <laughs> But short of that, um, email, you know, digital communication. I get emails actually pretty regularly from families in crisis uh, about this subject, Jewish families who are sort of in a traditional community but are really bothered. Um, and so I'm, I'm used to it, and I'm happy to, to talk to whoever you send my way. Um, kind of uh, related to that comment, uh, one of the no Cirque representatives talked about how historically uh, intactivists uh, communicating with uh, Jews about, uh, you know, the benefits of not circumcising has been used as leverage against, like, religious beliefs. And I was wondering, I just thought that was really interesting. I didn't know if you knew any of the history behind that. Sure, and I don't think he was talking about intactivists. I think, um, th- but there, there is a history of using the ritual of circumcision as a way of painting Jews as barbaric. Um, and that's what he was referring to. Um, there is some very graphic imagery that the Nazis produced um, of, about, you know, Mohels. Um, and 
some, you know, throughout the ages, and I mean, there is a long history to this, actually. It goes all the way back to the dawn of Christianity. Um, one of the early uh, dividing points between Christianity and Judaism was circumcision. And, and the, way it, uh, the way it played itself out was, was very simply that the early Christians were all Jews, and there was a big um, divide about what, uh, what role Jewish law was going to play in the new religion. They were all Jews, many of them observant, who were just the followers of Christ. And there was a big split in the church between the sort of Peter and Paul factions. Um, the, the followers of Peter were into the law, the followers of Paul were sort of not so into the law, um, and the followers of Paul won out. So what ended up happening was, um, in Christianity, you had this sort of strong anti-circumcision um, rhetoric, and it would often be used in the sort of context of, um, you know, we're the people of the spirit, we're not the people of the body. And, you know, it would sort of be uh, used in a way of saying, you know, the, those Jews, you know, they don't know what's important. We know what's important and we don't circumcise. And that also ended up becoming, in a way, anti-Jewish. Um, and, of course, what the rabbis did um, at the time, the, the rabbis, you know, being very bright, of course, they, they said, well, we are the people of the body and they owned that. And that's part of how circumcision became such a central practice in the Jewish tradition. It was like a feedback effect where they were being criticized for it by this new sect of Christians, which who, who by the way, at the time, they didn't really take seriously. They thought they were a bunch of nutters. Um, but, you know, ha being attacked for it, they then made it an even more central, more important ritual in the Jewish tradition and sort of owning that and saying, we're the people of the body, you're damn straight kind of thing. Any other questions? All right. Well, um, with that, then, I guess I will jump into the five-minute extended trailer for my next project that I've been working on for quite some time now. And then we'll, uh, we'll sell DVDs. That's our show. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email them to us at cutdocumentary at gmail.com. And if you like what you've heard today, please support us by buying our film at www.cutthefilm.com.